Welcome to this message from Liberty Church, Thetford. Into the unknown, into the unknown, into the unknown. This tune doesn't get boring. So if you weren't here last week, with the first week back after we shut down for like 900 weeks over Christmas, which was lovely, um, I actually started this series before Christmas and done a one-off, and it just took over my life, this into the unknown um, sort of topic that I've carried on into the new year, and it's going to be a four-week series um, in this side of 2020. And as you're probably aware, part of my walking into the unknown is the news that I just gave you a little while ago of expecting a fourth child. Anyone in here got? four kids other than you've got Barnet there you go, yeah one two just two see we're a rare breed like a lesser spotted badger <laughs> talk about going into the unknown number four oh mate it's just crap I'm one of four I'm the youngest of four the youngest one's always the best that's what they say who's the who's the youngest of all their siblings in here see definitely all the best ones <laughs> Matt's a middle child. Anyone a middle child? Uh, and you get a hard run, don't you? You're forgotten about. No one loves you. No Christmas presents. Yeah. Who, who's the eldest? Have to take on extra responsibility, the burden of life. Yeah, yeah, moan, moan. Yeah, we youngers and God are good. So we're looking forward to this number four. It's going to be fantastic. What's funny is we just threw out all our baby stuff the week we found out which I find hilarious. It's great. And it's bound to be a little boy. I need a little boy. Praying for a little boy. We need a little boy. We've got even the numbers up in my house, man. Feeling threatened. So a little boy. So the last few weeks, uh, we've been talking about this concept, into the unknown. And I said, like we said when we were praying, we can go into the unknown with fear or with excitement. So you get to choose, really, which way you go into it. And we also said that the greatest things are often hidden in the unknown. And so like number four, even though it's terrifying to some, in some regards and unexpected to us, this number four child, I can go in with excitement or with fear, a little bit of both at the minute, if I'm being honest, but I can choose to go in with excitement. But often the greatest things, some of the most wonderful things are hidden in the unknown, the things that you don't know about or that you haven't walked out yet. And I'm sure it's going to be the same with our, our fourth child. It's going to be amazing. They're going to be a little nutter, of course, because they're a Williams. And so we also said that often our purpose is hidden in the unknown. You know, you look at all of Scripture, pretty much at some point, the, the people who've done the, some of the most amazing things early on had no clue that they were going to do it and were often quite reluctant to do it. And everything about what they were doing was unknown and they just stepped out. And so we're going to talk about that today. Just quickly, last week, I brought this idea about perhaps preparing for the unknown, to prepare, that's not the right one, to prepare for the unknown, to try and prepare for the unknown. And I said that, how do we, like, it's, it's an oxymoron almost, to prepare for something that's unknown. And we talked about with regard to our, our building fund at, at Liberty, and, and we've been, we went and visited a building this week, which we'll come back to in a minute. But to prepare for the unknown, to do what we can do in the now, whatever area of life that is, in your, in your marriage, in your family, in your church life, in your work life, but there's so many unknowns going forward, really, if we really think about it. If we think about it too much, it'll probably terrify you. But we can prepare for the unknown. Everything we know we can do today, we can do in preparation for the things that are unknown. And, and I talked about that. And I think I'd done that without thinking about it when I bought my last car, because I bought a seven-seater, which means I'm doing the maths right. I've actually got another space. So baby number five. 
Just uh, <laughs> stop it. But prepare for the unknown. And we talked about our building that we want to get as a church. And, and we read the scripture from Luke 14, 28 that says, for who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost? See if there is enough money to finish it. And I talked that perhaps, you know, there's so many unknowns of building work and, and the building that we're looking at, there's actually two that we're looking at at the minute. But the, the building that we're looking at, there's so many unknowns to it. But we, all we can do, all we can do is prepare what we can prepare. That's all we can do. And I talked about that. And the unknowns are when and where that might happen. But while we wait, we can prepare. And, and I said to you guys, particularly who have a heart for this place and are excited about having our own building, what that means we can do in the community like we've done in the past is to sow, is to give sacrificially into the building fund, whether that's through an electronic payment at the back or standing order or whatever. And that doesn't matter if you give a penny or give a million pound that you invest in it, that you sow into it. All you can do is prepare for now for the unknown. And that's all we can do. And so I invited you to do that. And last week, I, I reminded us about the, the building fund. The design. I, got, I think I got a picture of like just a, a it's just it's a, a, beat, a tribute band, I think. It's a Beatles tribute band. But just to stage our own little venue, just to put something in your mind. We looked at lots of different uh, vision for our building. Um, and I read from Jeremiah, and we're nearly done for the recap. Jeremiah 29, 10. And this is a really famous passage, but often isn't read in its full context. And it says, this is what the Lord says, because I've backed out one scripture. You will be in Babylon for 70 years. So he was talking to his people and saying, you're going to be in this place you don't want to be for 70 years. I don't want to be in the Carnegie Room 70 years. That's too long. <laughs> we love, thank you for this provision, but we don't want to be here for 70 years. But it says, you will be in Babylon for 70 years. It says then, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised and I will bring you home again. And I talked to you about how we set out from a, a rented building that we had every single day out into here waiting for our own building that we could own to own 24-7 for generations to come. And, and we're, we're expecting and hopeful to God to take us home and find us a home. And, um, and it goes on to say, for... God knows. It says, for I know, this is God saying, for I know the plans I have for you. He knows the plans he has for you as an, in, an individual. He knows the plans he has for us as a collective, as a church. He knows the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And I want you to think about this as, as we talk about heading into the unknown. As a church, heading into the unknown with the whole building stuff or something in your personal life like me, I've got lots of stuff going on, lots of unknowns which I'm going to unpack for you over the next few weeks. But baby being one of them, heading into the unknown to grasp the idea that he knows, he knows the plans for you. So everything's unknown to us and yet to him, our Father in heaven, nothing's unknown. He's got everything sorted. Everything's in the pipeline the way it should be. So he knows, but you don't. And maybe you're in a season in your life where you don't feel much of that going on. You've got, every, you've got all, your, all your ducks in a row and everything seems fine. But at some point, believe me, because life does this, suddenly you'll be in a place where the unknown is in front of you and you don't know what to do. There's so many options or you feel torn. And so at them times, and if that's not today, it might be tomorrow, and you don't know, there's so many unknowns. He knows you have to make this decision, and this is difficult, to step into the unknown. It's to actually not sit and wait, because often we do that. Who's that sort of, doesn't like change, fearful of doing anything new or stepping out in any regard or any risk? You might be that way wired, and you'd rather just wait and do nothing. 
But sometimes when the unknown is before us, we have to actually have an action, a doing thing, a choice to make and step into the unknown. Even if the unknown is in every single direction, (laughs) you have to make a step. And it doesn't matter what you do, what choice you make, it's an unknown. And so we have to do that. And when so much is unknown, sometimes we must essentially, another way of putting it is to step out in faith. You know, if you're a Christian or you you know, you believe in some form of higher being that's bigger than yourself, and maybe that's you today, or maybe you've been a Christian since the day you were, you, you were born, you, you grew up in church. This is the way we describe it, stepping out in faith rather than just into the unknown. We step out in faith knowing that even though we don't know, somebody does. And there's a great example of it in Genesis with Abraham, who then became Abraham. Most of you would know him as Abraham. And it's just, it blows my mind, this thing, because I'm a... <laughs> Some of you know, I'm a planner. Anyone a planner? We looked at a building this week, literally Thursday. I've done like 74 different plans for this building. <laughs> and uh, I'm a little bit tired now. But I love planning. I love a checklist of this is how we can do it. And, and, and then back it up. That doesn't work. We'll go back. We'll go a different way and have a plan. I want a destination. And then I work out how I'm going to get there. But poor old Abraham didn't even have a, he didn't have a destination. It's ridiculous, this story. I'd be like, I'd just, I'd be angry with God here. I'd be like, what's going on? (laughs) But this is what happened to him and often what happens in our life at some point. It says this, verse 12, uh, uh, 1 to 4, it says this, chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord had said to Abraham, who's Abraham, check this, go from your country, your people, and your father's household, so everything you know, I want you to go from that to a land that I will show you. <laughs> Not I want you to go to this particular place. Just, just go to a land I will show you. Me, I'd freak out with that because I'm like, well, which direction do I have? Unless you live on the coast and you can only go that way. <laughs> It'd be like, well, where do I, where do I go first? <laughs> That's what I would be. Some of you would be okay with it. But it says, to the land that I will show you. Leave everything you know and step out into the unknown to a land that I will show you. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow. Maybe in a few years I'll show you where it is. It says this though. It came with a promise that when he'd done this, when he stepped into the unknown, trusted God, it said, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. And we know that to actually happen because a whole nation came from him and the, we'll get into it. And it says this, I will bless those who bless you and curse And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth, check that, all people on earth will be blessed through you. And we'll come back to that in a minute. Every single, if you do this thing, if you step out into the unknown, you take a step of faith into a land I'll show you, you haven't got a clue where it is. If you do that, the whole world is going to be blessed through that decision. That's a big responsibility, you might think. And so it says this, so Abraham, Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. Imagine that at 75, just leave everything off you go. Imagine starting a new career or new, uh, 75. That just shows you, you know, age has got nothing to do with it. And you might think, you can might read this story and think, big deal. So what? God told him to do sound. He just done it. Let's, I do that every day. <laughs> but it is a big deal. He did what God told him to do with the phrase, go to the land I will show you. No, absolutely no knowns other than leaving everything. All he knew he's going to leave everything he knows. (laughs) 
He didn't have a clue where he was going. He just trusted God. And this would have been a time where that sort of moving around the earth would have been dangerous. You could have easily been, you put everything at risk. It's not like you filling in a form to emigrate to Australia and it taking a year and a half and you know, you go and write and move all that at pace at night. It's nothing like that. It's like you haven't got a clue. You might die. In fact, you probably will. Off you go. <laughs> and just to reiterate, Abraham's state of mind at the time or, or his knowledge and his level of trust. If we read in Hebrews, it gives another angle to the story. It says this, and it's talking about faith. It says, by faith, Abraham, when called to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. Check it. Even though he did not know where he was going. So there isn't any just that was missed in the first text. Hebrews reiterates the fact he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents. Some of you that would have been ruled out. I ain't going. My wife hates camping. She's like, I ain't going. (laughs) We lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob who were heirs with him of the same promise. They were heirs because of that decision and that promise and that blessing. They were heirs of that. They inherited that blessing, as did all the world, I think. It says this, For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. You see, essentially, this little bit of scripture in Hebrews, which is a long time after, a thousand years later, thousands of years later, reiterates he had he had to do this thing by faith and and I think like if that was asked of me if God spoke to me in a dream and said I want you to go somewhere pack up and go and I'll tell you later where it is I think I might struggle with that level of faith or trust I'd you know it's a question that I ask myself but he was heading into the unknown with just just this command go that was it just go (laughs) no more So Abraham had to, and he did step into the unknown. That's what he did. Whatever direction he was going in, he had to step into the unknown, or as we would say as a a Christian, is is to step out in faith. Is to step out in faith, knowing, like Jeremiah says, he knows the plans, and they're for good and to give me a future. So even though I'm stepping out into the unknown, it's not an unknown like the world know an unknown, that anything can happen. It's an unknown stepping out in faith, knowing that somebody knows. Notice it said in that scripture, Isaac and Jacob were heirs of the same promise. And I want you to think about some of the things that you might have to in the future, or maybe you have in the past, stepped out in faith in, stepped into the unknown. And a blessing comes from that, is that your kids are blessed because of that. And maybe your whole community and generations below and below and below and forever are blessed because of the things. Some of the things that you're scared to do, I want you to think about this. Some of the things where you're so fearful of stepping out into the unknown might mean generations after you in your family and in your community don't get the blessing of what you should have created from your one decision, from stepping out in faith. Essentially, you're robbing your heirs, be them related or not, of that promised land, whatever that is, whatever that promised land is in in your life. Because, you know, when I think about it, I've said it before, but I've got massive respect for Claire, Steph's mum, my mother-in-law, on the front row, who in, who in the year 2000, all that time ago, stepped out in faith to plant this church, even though there would have been so many things saying, don't do it, stop it, don't bother, there's, there's too many unknowns to it, we don't know what's going to happen. But I honour that, that 
obedience, to step out in faith. And in reality, we're all inherited the blessing of that. We're the heirs of that. And so will be every generation that comes in this town. And so Abraham had to believe in faith that God knew the plan. He had to follow God's commands. He had to take action. And, and Abraham's action was go. And I'm not saying that that is for everyone. The, the action might be no stay. <laughs> the action might be deal with that conflict. The, the action might be something else, not go. It might be something else that you need to step out in, not physically moving somewhere else but doing something different, stepping out in a way in your life that you haven't before. But he had to sacrifice. He gave offerings on the way. He messed up a lot. If you read Abraham's story, he messed up a lot. The dude was just constantly messing up. But then I suppose when you're stepping into the unknown all the time, you're just like, you haven't got any plans. You just mess up a lot. But God still was with him and God still blessed him and God still used him. <laughs> and I want you to think about this. For you guys who understand the Christian history essentially the whole jewish and christian i wouldn't use the word religion but let's for today's purposes but the whole jewish and christian religion stems from one man doing what he was told the whole christian just one man if you do this everyone will be blessed because of you so i want to ask you what step of faith has god called you to do that you're unwilling to do because the destination is unknown. Because you don't know, maybe you're like me, you don't know, you want to know it all. You want to know not just the destination, but how to get there and how we're going to get there. What are you not stepping out in faith in? Because you don't even know where you're heading. And you don't have that level of trust or faith, but you know you need to step, but you're too scared to. I want to ask you if there's something like that in your life. What step of faith has God called you to do that you're unwilling to because you just don't know the destination, how it's going to pan out? What's God told you to do that you should be doing that for building the kingdom, to build this church that you're refusing to do or delaying in? Whether that's, you know, there's hundreds of things we could talk about. Whether that's serving on a crew, being part of a crew, or joining a connect group and getting entwined because you just don't know how that might pan out, or just being here regular or regularly inviting other people or being someone who could invite someone else to church for some of you that's the biggest unknown in your life is to invite somebody else to church because you're like terrified of you don't know where that conversation might go you don't you can't control how they think about you or how they might talk about you because of it some of you that's just a, maybe that's for some of you today that thing of just being able to step out in faith and say I, I'm going to do this I'm going to be someone who is an inviter who includes people in my world or whether that's to do with the building fund and giving financially, whatever. There's hundreds of things within churches, hundreds of things within your own personal lives. So I repeat, what has God told you you should be doing to build the kingdom? He may have given you a nudge and a prompting of, of going this way, stepping this way, doing this thing. And why are you refusing or delaying? What is the reason? Is it fear? Is it because it's unknown? I'd say you don't need to know the destination. You just need to take a first step. Especially if you're like me and wired like me and you, need, you want to have control. You know, I'm learning more and more. I have so little control over my life and the way it works out. It's just to take a step of faith. Abraham just trusted God knew what he was doing. Abraham was just like, I, I just assume you got it, so I'll follow you. 
And that's good enough for me. Because <laughs> essentially, <laughs> I think there's two ways to live. There's two ways you, that you can live, that you can choose to live. There's two ways you can live. Is One, to base your decisions. Every area of your life, church, marriage, work, community, everything, base our decisions on what we see around us, <laughs> trusting in ourselves and maybe in other people's judgment and react accordingly. We look to our senses. We try and make sense of the world. We take all that information in and we try and plan a route through our life. The other way, and that's a really common way, that's how most people live their life. The other way is a far less common way, is to base our decisions on trusting God. And that's it. It's to not look at what's happening and make rational choices. It's to just trust God when he gives you a nudge in a direction. It's just trust God and know that he knows the plan. There's two ways of living. There's one where you walk by sight you walk by what you can see around you, and there's one where you walk by faith. And that doesn't mean that by walking by faith, you have to disregard every bit of information that comes in and not make any decisions ever. I'm not talking about that. That's just stupidity. That's just a fool running around in a circle. I'm talking about living a life where you trust God and you take steps of faith based on God's Holy Spirit in you, nudging you and leading you and stepping you in, in particular directions, rather when you feel that, saying, but that doesn't make sense to me. And I'm in a stage in my life where it's like, even with another baby, other things with a building and stuff, it's like God's nudging me to do things. And I've talked to our leadership team about it, and, I'm like, and I don't understand why, because it makes no sense to me. I don't... <laughs> what a great laugh. <laughs> or is that a cry? Because that's a great cry. <laughs> I don't care. I love it. Just taking steps of faith. I'll make it, mum! <laughs> Trying to speak. So for me, there's two ways of living. You can base your walk on what you see and, and information and your intellect, or you can base it just on faith in him. Jeremiah 17, 5, 5 says, this is what the Lord says, cursed is the one who trusts in man, even in yourself, but trusts in other people's view and how to do things, who draws strength from mere flesh, you know, who draws strength from self, from controlling your environment, from the fleshly nature, from the natural world. And whose hearts turn away from the Lord. And that's what happens when God nudges you to do something. You think, I know best because of what I see in my life. You're drawing strength from your own understanding. And you're essentially turning away from God. And essentially, like, <laughs> this is the essence of the Christian lifestyle. We have not, let's think about it. You haven't seen God. You haven't seen the Father. You, haven't, you didn't meet Jesus personally. You haven't shook hands. You haven't held him. You haven't been a Thomas. And been like, I need to see the holes in your side. You haven't, you haven't seen the Holy Spirit in a physical form. You haven't perhaps seen heaven or hell. You haven't read the original manuscripts of the, of the Bible that have been passed down over generations. Yet you live in conviction of these things by faith. You want to fight? I'll win this game. Oh, we need that nursery, don't we? <laughs> you're, you're brilliant. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, 5, 7 says this, For we live by faith, not by sight. Or, in another translation, probably most of you have been in church for a while, For we walk by faith 
and not by sight. And this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians is saying, this is the way that we Christians, if you're a follower of Christ, this is the way that you should live, is to walk your steps every day by faith, not by sight, not by what you see, not by your intellect, but by faith. So if God says step this way, if God says step this way in any particular way, then step that way and you will be blessed. And I want you to think about this. Is I don't want you to get confused with because I think we can with our feelings by like because like maybe you're in a in a in a situation at work or in your family or in church or whatever and you feel frustrated even by the the temporary like even for us we can feel frustrated having to set up and do church in a way that we wouldn't want to do we don't want to do it this way and you could have things in work or home life or marriage where there's frustration and there's difficulty and so there's part of you that's thinking oh like Abraham I should just go I could just leave, I should just quit, I should just say goodbye, just break that friendship off, that relationship, just go, just because it's led by feeling. And I'm not talking about being led by feeling. That's, that's, in fact, that's the exact opposite of what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being led by the Spirit, not by the flesh. So what is that for you, that step of faith? Where in your world? And if not today, then maybe next week, if this isn't resonating with you today... Where do you need to step out in faith? Because for me in our church, <laughs> there's like three or four different things that have come all at once, which is why I said to you, this whole thing of into the unknown has been just hanging on in my life at the minute. And there's lots of steps that I've got to make and all of them come at once. And, but for our church, the building is a big one because at some point we will have to, we will have to step out in faith. At some point, and that might be this week. That might be this week that we step out in faith and put an offering on a building and we walk down that road and it's not as simple as we think because there's planning permissions and there's just a whole rift of things. There's just so many things that have so many hurdles on the way, so many unknowns. But at some point, we will have to step out in faith. And so we've got, I, just for you, just because some of you will be interested, we, I took some pictures and so did Tony while we were there. So there's a little bit of the building that we're looking at. This is the entrance, the grand entrance at the minute. And don't worry, if you see the last place, we just, we gutted it and just made it look amazing. So this is the shell of, of one side of it at the minute. This is the amazing entranceway. Look at that carpet. Isn't that inviting? That says, welcome home. It's <laughs> uh, just, just an empty unit, just like our last building was. Uh, next slide. I know some of you are interested in this, some of you wouldn't be. And there's the, the beautiful heating system that we have installed. So the, Kaylee was very interested in this because she's always cold. And she's like, I think that might be all right for a personal heater, personal blow heater in the corner. So we'll have to move all that, uh, put it into the scene, all that sort of stuff. Next, uh, we've got one more I think we have, which is the last one. And there's, this is currently where we might have an office or a kid's room with a roller shutter down the front. It's a bit of a rough area. You've got to keep the shutters down. <laughs> um, but this is essentially, there's no more pictures, is there? Is one more. And you see cages. That's to keep our kids in. So that'll be the kid's room area. And a roller shutter in case they're too much, you want to get them out real quick. <laughs> and so that is just a few of the pictures. But the, the details of, of, of this building, it may, this may well be the one. This may be the one we might put an offer in this week. We might choose not to and, and go in a different direction. But this one is great because there's, there's two buildings next to each other, two units and a separate one. And we would own all of it, but we might just occupy part of it for now. And then we might step out into the next one as we grow as finances come and then step out into another one as well or not a part of it down a rebuild there's so many options 
which uh, for me is great fun, but it's uh, tiring to plan it all out. But there are, honestly, and I've got some information just a couple of days ago, which means it just opened up a can of worms with this, and there's so many unknowns, so many unknowns for us as a church, how it could work, if it could work, be it this building or another, at some point we will have to, we will have to step into the unknown. We're going to have to make a choice to step into the unknown because whatever building we choose to go to, there is going to be so many unknowns with it. We are, or the way a Christian would say, we are going to have to step out in faith. We're going to have to, at some point, just say we're going to go for it. We're going to, this one is the one. And we want to do that when God says go, when God says step. Because big risks are inherent with this sort of project. Like I said, uh, Breckland love us, but planning permissions could be rejected. Problems with finance and affordability, which is why all we can do, that's what I said last week, all you can do when there's unknowns before us is this, is all we can do is prepare for the unknown. And for us now, right today, that's all we can do is just give into a building fund. That's it. To make it the most likely that it can happen, to make the pot as big as possible. That's all we can do, but then we need to step into the unknown. So we will at some point put an offer in a building. I'll keep you informed this week. It might go on social media or next week. Make sure you're here next week. I'll tell you what's happening with this one or another one. And then we do, we do have to take a step of faith. And that's what it is. We're going to be stepping out as a church in faith. And so I want to invite you, you know, in your personal life and challenge yourself. In what area of my life am I refusing to take a step of faith? Because fear is gripping me. I want you to ask yourself, where can I take a step? Where's God nudging you that you're refusing to go? Where's God nudging you to have that conversation or build that relationship or do that thing at work or in your marriage that you're refusing to do because you just don't know how it will pan out? I want to say to you, if God's nudging you to do it, then take that step. Even if everything about it is unknown, because you might be blessed, you probably will. And maybe the whole generations after you in your community will be blessed for doing it. I want to challenge you, but for the building, I want us to ask ourselves, can we prepare? Can you give into that fund? And will you step into the unknown or take a step of faith with your finances in for this community together as a church? I invite you to take a step of faith with me as we step out in 2020 into the unknown. Let's have a pray. Father, I just, I thank you. <laughs> that sometimes you give us the plan, sometimes you give us the destination, and that sometimes brings us a little bit of clarity and control. But Lord, I also, even though it's hurtful for me and I struggle with it, I do thank you that sometimes you don't give us the destination, that you just give us a prompt to step out. And even though we find that uncomfortable sometimes, Lord, that we know that that just helps us grow and helps us rely more and more on you and live a life that is trusting in you. So for us as individuals, Lord, as we examine our life and our own heart, Lord, reveal to us where perhaps we're refusing to take a step of faith because we don't know how it might pan out, because it's so unknown. It feels like we're stepping out into the unknown. Help us where you've nudged us to take a step to a land that you will show us that we would be obedient and do that and know that we will be blessed. And as we as a church do this with particularly the building at this time, that when the time is right and you say go, Lord, that we would not hesitate, that we would collectively 
even if we don't like the look of it and we don't even know where it's going to end up, that we would take a step of faith in our service, in our attendance, in our inviting, but in our giving to that as well. So we just pray that you would challenge us in that area and we just want to be in step with your spirit to help us do that as we head into the unknown in 2020. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Liberty Church Thetford. To find out more about Liberty, check out our website at www.libertycentre.org.uk or search for Liberty Church Thetford on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or YouTube.